Welcome to Tal's Tips, an empowerment podcast where we explore coaching topics such as mindfulness, mindset, motivation, and everything in between. Join me, Talia Mervash, every week as I interview successful humans who are business owners, coaches, educators, leaders, and creators. We will connect on life's challenges, relationships, and most of all, purpose. Through this podcast, we will find out the tips and tricks that worked for these inspiring individuals and how they live their life in alignment with their purpose. These conversations will hopefully empower you to explore your own passions and hire a coach of your own one day. Each episode is filled with intuitive wisdom that will get you fired up to live the life of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome back to my podcast, Tal's Tips Empowerment Podcast. Today, we have probably one of the best guest interviews I have had thus far. And honestly, it's going to probably make you want to simplify your life, throw all your stuff out and get a van and move into it because we have here today, Daniel Walden, aka Mountain Man Dan, aka the Stoke Coach, y'all. Daniel is so fun and so adventurous and his energy is so vibrant. Okay, so when you're listening, just listen into his voice, listen into just he literally smiles as he talks. And it was such an honor and privilege to chat with him and interview him on this podcast. So get ready. He's going to share all of his wisdom with you about his journey and his process to living fully stoked. Not only do we dive into self-reflection and side note, you get free journal prompts at the bottom of this episode. So if you go in the show notes, download those right now. Oh my goodness. But we will also learn about Dan's van life and how he's lived in a van for six plus years and just all about his adventures and just being so present and joyful in the moments of life. This is what Dan teaches through self-reflection, through through actually having attainable habits and goals lined up as being a stoke coach and a life coach and helping others through his practice. It's amazing. I cannot wait for you to hear from Mountain Man Dan or Daniel Walden inside this episode. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, Daniel Walden. I'm so excited to have you here today on Tell's Tips Empowerment Podcast. How are you? Where are you in this van that I'm looking at right now? So much there. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, I am great. It's another beautiful day in the Pacific Northwest specifically Washington. Uh, that is where the van is parked at this moment. Very cool. Very cool. I'm always wondering, I follow you on Instagram. I'm like, what am I looking at today? Like, where's that <laughs> view at today? That's so cool. I have so many questions for you, but I really just want to start off with how, how did you become this van life person and where did this all begin just with that journey? And then we'll dive into stuff later, but that's really what I want to know right now from the get-go. Game on. The question is how. Yeah. Uh, how? Okay. Like what? Yeah. I'll, <laughs> let me unpack that and I'll, I'll try to be efficient with that answer. I always thought it was cool when I saw people climbing. I'm an outdoorsy person if, if you've put that together yet. And I would see these people on climbing trips and they would have like their camp set up and a kitchen. And a lot of times they were doing it in vans. That had to have been 2000s, the 2000s. And I was like, I want to do that someday. I remember drawing a blueprint of it. And I was like, oh, I should 
I should see if I can really refine that. And I, ha I still have the blueprint that I drew. Like, I think it was like 2008 or something. And I was like, oh, I should keep that in front of me. And I've, I eventually ended up just ordering it uh, right when I got a job. And then, you know, within a couple of months, I had this thing. And I was like, yes, here yeah. it was. And I've, I've been traveling this thing for six, seven years now. So cool. And you rent it out as well, right? Yeah, that was born within the last year. Somebody said, oh, you should sell it. So I made some sale posts just trying to sell it. The market was hot during COVID. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, people couldn't get vans built fast enough. So I was like, yeah. I'll just charge what I charge, see if it sells. I had some offers and it just, I it was funky people. They were like, well, here's what I can do, you know? And they were like asking me to be the bank and the seller. And I was like, I'm not your dad, just buy the van or don't buy the van. Yeah, yeah. And then I had a lot of people comment to rent. Hmm. And I was like, cool, let's do it. So I, I did order another van and I was like, I'll just get another van built out. And then this one rents straight up like an Airbnb, like an experience. People rent it and they just go and take it wherever they do. That is the coolest thing. I don't think I've ever seen a van on Airbnb until looking at, your link in your bio and I'm like what like how cool is that I would love that it's neat I think when you value it as the vehicle and your hotel and probably I mean you'll go to restaurants right you're traveling but you'll still have good food for the way you live your lifestyle yeah I think that all adds up uh, you know enjoying coffee the way you like it uh versus just going to a, a, a shop nonstop when you travel I I love it. That's what I think makes the travel so sustainable is having your sort of taste of home on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just speaks to like such a minimalistic, like simple lifestyle that it's like you get to actually enjoy outside of the van, that mm -hmm. it makes you enjoy being in the van just to sleep and like have a meal or two. And then you're just like, it's supposed to be lived out of, like you're supposed to enjoy the view yeah. and step out of it, you know? That's how I answer it a lot. People will always say, how do you like living in a van? I was like, I don't really live in a van. I sleep in a van. I live yes. outside though. I love that. Yes, that, I, I feel that. Not that I have ever lived in a van, but I am all for glamping in an RV and things like that. And I'm like, that's kind of the similarity. Like you don't hang out in the RV or the van. You, you go for the adventure outside of it. Absolutely. I, um, I'm from the East coast and I remember leaving and I was like, I want to do my rite of passage. And for me, it was hiking the Appalachian trail. And I, I had my first love of the outdoors was backpacking. And to me, van life is like the ultimate long distance backpacking trip. Yeah. It's like being a boy scout. You have everything you yeah. need and you're yeah. prepared, but it's just so luxurious, at least for the, the glamping sense. It's, yeah. it's really glamping and, and yeah sustainable yeah no that's so cool do you ever like leave the van for long periods of time like like do you go camp in the woods or anything or you always just like come back to the van no this this sort of spurs back to our our earlier joke about our fur babies um I've only been away from him for like 15 to 18 days in his life yeah. So I've given up on like my own personal pursuits, like long backpacking or bike trips, just because I yeah. want to be involved. Totally. But um, I, I have some trips where it'll be like very bike centric or very surf centric. And we, you know, I'm out of the, the van for hours at a time during the day. Yeah. yeah, I know. And it's it's one thing because it's like everyone talks about children. I don't have children yet. And I'm assuming your child is your dog right? Like Absolutely. that's how I feel too. And it's like, 
they do weigh you down a little bit, but it's a compromise because of the love they give and just the comfort and having your dog with you. That's so cool. What's your dog's name? His name's Coop, like Cooper. Super cute. Super cute. Love that. Love that. My dog's name is Bricks and he's a German shepherd. And so I think we can relate on the hair sheddingness. Oh yeah. Um, it's all, it's all dogs. over every one of my shirts. <laughs> oh yeah. Same, same. We can't really be that presentable, but it's, it means you're a dog person, which we can all respect, hopefully. Another rite of passage. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. And and I think going back to like the simpl- simplicity, like m- minimalistic lifestyle, like have you always lived that way? Or was that pretty shocking to go from like a house or an apartment or wherever you were living before to a van? Yeah, I, I think there's a there's definitely been a journey of how I've gotten here. Um, I come from like a board sports background okay. and and having some early uh, some early help along the way. I had some some sponsorships and I remember just getting so many like pairs of board shorts, pairs of shoes, yeah. sunglasses. And it was so cool. It's like I have this thing and I've got like every colorway and it was like yeah. accumulated yeah. And I remember thinking, I don't like having this much stuff even then. Yeah. So now that I've paired back, it's like getting one thing that does the job of many, like whatever that thing is, the right jackets, the right items, whatever. Right. It's almost overwhelming when we're like just such a consumer focused society. And I feel like living in a van would culture shock a lot of people, myself included. That's just why I bring that up because I'm like, how do you do it? How did you, how did you transform? (laughs) It's really funny. It's a very, um, I think it's a very gratifying like mentality to live with because I'm always thinking, oh, I like this. And I will look at the, I could be, I'm trying to think I was just in the store yesterday getting groceries. I think I was in the home section because I was looking at utensils. Like I need to get a spatula or something I was like I want something to cook with differently and I already have things but I was wanting a better one and I was like I already have stuff that really you know serves that purpose and then it's just more stuff I'm traveling with and maybe maybe if you put it this way the more weight you put in the van the more your gas mileage goes down the more stuff you're just sort of toting around it's like yeah Yeah. it it makes you think you're think through your purchases at least totally totally I already started doing that too we moved into this house in North Carolina and I'm like do we need that do we need that that doesn't feel that feels heavy you know like decluttering and stuff is all all the things my clients and I talk about all the time I'm like do you really need that though like did it feel good or did it not feel good like does it align with your goals or does it not and it's just more more of that because we're always told to buy more especially if you're in the world of just, you know, watching TV and consuming all day long, it definitely takes a toll on, on your wallet and your lifestyle. It's all we're advertised though. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, it's crazy how much you see, there's always something new and, yeah. and they think we really can't live without it. It's funny. I, I have been living without it. In fact, we don't need that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're living proof of it, which I love because there's not many people that can say that truly and live by that. So that's, that's really inspiring and empowering for us to, to see. So thank you. Sure. Um, yeah. So kind of going off of that, now that you are an established van owner and, and person that lives out of a van, is there like a title for that? Like, what do I call you? Like, I'm a homeowner. You're a van Oh, owner? you're a homeowner. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, 
I was thinking, I joked about this the other day because I have this as a rental now and I have my yeah. new one I'm about to move into. It's not like I'm a landlord, I'm like a road lord, but that sounds yeah. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm yes. not a road lord. Like it sounds sort of Mad Max, but. Uh, it does, it does. It sounds, definitely sounds fun, but let's go with that because that's that's the way that it should be because you you don't have necessarily like, a homeland but you definitely create your home mm-hmm. outside it's very earthy and grounding and I absolutely love that because it just bring you back to you know what matters most so kind of going off that how in the world did you become known as a stoke coach let's just take a quick break to talk about one of my newest and greatest programs, A2F or Ambition to Fruition. This program is coming, y'all. It starts April 25th and it is a five-month coaching program where we are going to implement. We are no longer just learning. We are no longer just discovering. We have reinvented and now we are applying. Now we are actually taking action. So this program is not only for those who have feel like they've discovered themselves, who are asking themselves, okay, I've done the work. Now what? Well, one, the work is never ending, but two, this is an implementation program. This is with milestones, with deadlines, with actual attainable action. This is a transformation program. This is a death to your hesitations structured program that will not only allow you to accept you and accept yourself for who you are, but actually move forward and no longer let your fears hold you back, but instead fuel you. We're going through it. We're going to it. We are getting it. So if you are ready, A2F is enrolling now. Visit the show notes at the bottom of this episode to learn more information and book a free call with Tal today. Let's get back to the episode. Oh, the old, the, the age old board sports jargon of Stoke. Yes, I, um, get stoked. I'm stoked. <laughs> staying stoked. It's something that I've, I've found myself saying for years. I think ha- having a board sports background and after saying it enough and, you know, uh, uh, my mom pointing it out early, like, what does that mean? Or, or like my girlfriend now, she was like, that is a thing I hadn't heard much before you. Yeah. Um, but I am pretty notorious for maintaining attitude in, you know, the wildest of situations, be it backpacking, long time travel, or maybe just tough times, tough transitions. And uh, still coach is what I found myself like wanting to be involved with. Like life coach has its own category now and i think that's uh, like a hybridized term nowadays totally it's funky totally. to define and yeah. there's a lot of people doing it a lot of different ways and there is like yeah. no criteria no certification that's official yeah. okay well yeah. i come from medicine i'm a physiotherapist and like that is official as it gets when it comes to oh you have to be certified and licensed in this state yeah. you have this diploma these credentials so it's funny i was like cool i want to make up my own term because like I know what I'm doing and it's definitely about designing your life around staying very joyful very present and being connected with the people you're sharing it with and uh, that was like my my style of coaching and here I am I'm stoked coaching I love it I love that so much do you have any particular 
problem you solve or challenge you help people overcome specifically? Oh man. Well, we have tons of problems. So uh, I'm a tool of many purposes. Primary problem is people living a life they're not very stoked on. So I'm not always asking them to start a business. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to be stoked. You can have a nine to five, but getting people to look at life a little more, uh, a little more grateful with more gratitude and sort of making sure that they insert the adventure into whatever life they have. So they're finding themselves stoked without massive life change. I love that because you think we automatically think our brains are trained to be scared of change, to fear change, to know that it's like, there's gonna be massive change, which is why people don't like the word decision because it makes us feel like something's gonna, you know, drastically change and our life's gonna be forever messy or stressful. And it's like actually the opposite when you start aligning with that. That's my take. What's your take on that? All right, let me, let me just make sure I understand what you're asking. What's my take on which part? What's your take on the mindset of, of how our brains go to make decisions and, and fear that our life is going to change drastically and be stressed about it when it, it doesn't have to be like, it can oh. be easy. Yeah. I, I sort of, uh, I've, I've gone through plenty of convos with friends and they're like, Hey, where are you now? And I'm like, Oh, I'm here. Are you, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I got another job. I've got like another contract position. And the joke has always been that like, I sort of wrote the book on taking the leap. So I, I don't have a lot of fear when it comes to those things, uh, job change, location change, or moving, building a new community, starting from scratch, not knowing anyone. Like that's the stuff that I do really well. Come to find out. I just, I don't recognize it as a skill. It's just sort of how I've lived my life. Yeah. I do think um, it's sort of, it's sort of how we're conditioned. I think it's also what we see nonstop in any TV show. Those are the things that are supposed to be hard and scary. And uh, I think if we just condition ourselves to maybe it's, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's up to us. How we perceive it is probably more along the lines of how I take things. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a perspective. And, and were you taught that perspective? Were you taught differently than most people are conditioned to think or? That's a good one. I, I mean, a great question that is. I'm from the South. I'm from East Tennessee, Johnson City. Tennessee. Yeah, pretty like, sure I said that when you told me I was like, I'm right? singing Wagon Wheel right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows Wagon Wheel. That's where I'm from. And I think uh, I grew up with a lot of conservative influence. And then exiting that area, I realized for me, it is uh it is a perspective shift and just being open to things. They don't have to be anything. It can be how I perceive it. And that's exactly. huge. I mean, that is, that is absolutely giant. I, Cause I think a lot of people think what we, what I do in a van has to be a mess, but like, ultimately the reason I find it to be so amazing is if I maintain a really good structure, I create more time in my life to do exactly what I want to do. Exactly. I love structure. And I know some people think it's a little strict, to say the word structure and to have a routine, but I like to make those things easy with like actually enjoying them and like making them fun and attractive and calling them rituals instead of routines and making things like just taking care of yourself, picking up after yourself because it's yours, being proud of what you have, you know, like having those little things, I feel like we can re relate on because it, it's all about life design. It's all about how you go through like you weren't always this way you learned to become this way which is 
kind of the whole point of life is to learn what works. Yeah, I like what you said about rituals and like life design, because I think that's that's such a proponent of what I teach folks like the clients that I work with. It's about prioritizing the self-care. So you just show up as the best version of yourself. Cause I, I'm, I come from healthcare and it's so funny how everybody thinks you just have to be a giver and so give so much of yourself to others, your career, your partner, and then like you're dried up and empty and burned out. And that's why so many professions are experiencing massive burnout rate is there's just no self care. Totally. I mean, most, I won't say most because I don't want to put people in a box or stereotype, but a lot of people in healthcare are some of the people that I know that don't take care of themselves the best way. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Right. So it's like, but I love that you are the living proof. You're, you're acting it out every day. You, You are embodying that. And that is the way people can learn in my opinion, to have an example that's actually doing it. And we're not perfect. We're not robots. We're not supposed to be, but you're feeling through it. And I feel like you're figuring it out. And that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. I took the leap. I've learned a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. When I quit my nine to five, it was, there was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing wrong with it on paper. It was great. It's like, but you find something that lights you up and that's, usually where the answer is for me anyway. <laughs> oh, that's, um, it. that's yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. while you're speaking of getting lit up, tell me, if you don't mind, tell me a bit about empowerment. I think like you're uh, coaching and sort of how you, uh, like how you would differentiate that from other styles of what people are teaching out there. Totally. Thank you for asking. I never get asked questions on my podcast. It's very helpful because normally I'm talking to an empty room. So this is very nice. Um, so yeah, basically as an empowerment life coach is what I call myself. I help women specifically get that feeling, get lit up. And I've noticed a trend in, in millennial women specifically where we are conditioned to not show who we are because it might hurt someone's feelings or not set a boundary because we're taking care of other people and, and not, be the most beautiful woman we are, because I think as women, we are goddesses and I'm still confused as to why we are not in charge of major decisions and in anything really in any industry, because we literally bring life into this world. And I'm not sure what else is the most empowering thing you could ever think of. Not that I've done that yet, but I think we all as women specifically, and I have mostly women listeners in this, in this community, we are portals to another world. And it is so beautiful to think about life when you are creating your own life and to get excited for life is one of the best feelings. And I think that's what life is. We just forget that we're able to design it. And I think I empower using my my own techniques, my embodiment and what I choose to do every day. And I just share. And so it's not... I don't like to refer to the world around me as, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not cookie cutter, but we're putting ourselves in boxes. So I always go into that realm of why, why are we doing that? And I think really, it's just about empowering each other. That's the whole point. It's literally the whole point we're here. That's the whole point you're on this podcast. That's the whole point 
we're just supposed to connect. And I'm sure people learn so much from you. They learn from me. They're going to learn from this podcast. And then we're going to learn from them. They're going to show us things we don't know and maybe haven't discovered yet. And that's that's the most beautiful thing. So it's just this circle of light. And I'm always going to be a student. I, I studied elementary ed. Um, and then I got a master's in educational leadership because I love education and learning and growth and people. And so then I started this whole community based on that. And, and it's just led to this beautiful journey of, of learning. And I'm like, wow, it's, it's never ending. It truly is never ending, which is the coolest part. So that was a long answer, but that's, that's exactly how I feel. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like sponging that up. I was like, oh man, I, I'd like to hang out with her. I, yeah we I'd get like it we're my like girlfriend I was like man we'd really yeah, all get along for real like you and my husband would get along so well it's almost annoying because he would be like we're getting it we're gonna get a van like he'll he'll watch this after <laughs> and be like but he would love to go backpacking and I'm like glamping okay like where am I sleeping where am I showering and he's like can I go in the woods so yeah we I think we would vibe really well <laughs> that's awesome so I mean it's cool because I think I, I love the transition and, uh, you know, the positives of the pandemic, how everyone's taken to working rem remote and nomadically, but we are people, the world's going to open back up and we are going to have, I mean, like you could have a meetup event schedule, right? And like oh, yeah. meet people that way, I mean, yeah. and continue to build business, right? That's how you get yeah. your email list built yeah. up and you can nurture yeah. more people in person and qualify everyone through more FaceTime. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. We're going to get back to traveling. I'm coming back to the East Coast this year. And cool, cool. I look at it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see everyone. I was like, I can't wait to just ride some trails and connect with yeah. all these people I've met digitally. Yeah. No matter what we do, you know, How just, cool. yeah, dining out or just getting, getting outside together. Yeah, I know. I think we talked about a brewery that I've been to here. And you responded and you were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, you're like from over here. So it's just so cool because you could literally connect with anyone on the internet. And for those of you listening, we met on a uh, Facebook group about positive mindset and personal growth. And it's just so cool that you can have this conversation so openly and connect and then be like, maybe we'll meet in person one day with our significant others and have a beer. <laughs> It's a great way to, to build community. I, I've sort yeah. of dove into the the Facebook groups just to see who all's out yeah. there and interacting. Yeah. I'm like, where are these people hanging out now that we're not doing it in person to see, know, right? you know, how we're consuming content. And if it's positive content, I mean, so many people uh, need the positive content. I'm glad there's people really facilitating that community online. Totally. Me too. There's like 18,000 people in that group alone. So it's oh, wild wow. that like you even saw my post because I'm sure it's, it's just constant, um, which is really cool. So, so I'm so happy that we can connect on that, like higher mindset. Cause it's, it's difficult. It's challenging to have like non-surface level conversation and someone actually be like, I get that. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Yeah. And it's tough to interact online right now and not get sold to. Oh my gosh. I know. It's actually annoying sometimes because when you're the person that's, you know, talking like, Hey, I have something that you could really benefit from. It's like, well, so do they, so do they, so do they, it's almost like such a saturated 
it's world. tough because like you know you could also feel like part of the problem you know i'm like yeah. oh i'm selling as well i mean no yeah. no lie i am selling yeah. product and as you should and um it's like everyone does believe that we have something that can help others that's why we're selling yeah. it but yeah. boy has the market changed or let's say the the marketplace changed so totally totally and and if you if the way I perceive it and the way I, I coach my clients to kind of shift their perspective in a way of thinking is like, you're serving, not selling. And selling comes from serving, but you will make money. You will become abundant if you just start listening to yourself and, and putting yourself out there is really, really hard. And I know that you value that so much. You put that in your, in your answers when we were talking as far as like, getting yourself and message out there so valuable. And I'm just so happy that you can share that. That's, that's awesome. So what is your message message, Daniel? Like, I know we, we touched on it a bit, but I want to know, like, as far as coaching goes and, and self-care and mindset and all of those things, like one, I want to know where did it start? Mm-hmm. And two, I want to know, like, what do you offer? How can people work with you? Like, what are things that that you can offer to the world. So, right. It so it started, uh, I had a, I had a really close friend, uh, lose his battle to mental health and he, he ended up, t- you know, taking his life by suicide. And I was, I was in medicine at the time, but during the pandemic, I, I definitely, uh, lost consistent work and the challenge there just orthopedics was not considered essential. That's what I typically do is uh, orthopedic physical therapy. So not being in the clinic as regularly, my head was like, man, you know, what do I really do for people anyways? And I'm like, I help people with their legit physical problems, orthopedics, but half of our hurdles are literally connecting with them, talking to them, figuring out, you know, why so much other stuff is coming down on them, like how they're having marital issues or how they're the primary caregiver for their spouse and they can't do it alone or whatever else is going on with people. And like, that's what I'm talking to them about. I'm not saying like, Oh, here's how we get your shoulder better. It's like learning and how to motivate people around the other stuff that's hindering them. So it's like, you know, I could take that and, and pull it into another realm. And for me, it is, I'm in bro culture. I am a bro. And I, I lost my friend, Matt. Dude. And to me, yeah, I was like, there's a better way. And it's, for me, it's clarity, consistency, and connection. Like it has to be there. You have to know where you're going and then you have to show up every day and you have to stay connected to that mission if you do want to reach that. And I was just so big on that. And I was just brainstorming with a buddy and he was like, you sort of already do it for like your community. I send a lot of hard mail. Like I love to write snail mail. So it was just something I was like, well, what can I do really? You know, I'm big on structure. I'm really into journaling. How do I create people's connection to themselves? How can I help them, you know, clarify their message? And what are some systems that can really build consistency in their life that get them through the transition of challenge and into the next best chapter? So for me, it was designing like a step-by-step guide to self-care and it's a, it's a lot of self-care base. And, you know, I, I feel pretty comfortable throwing it out there into my product. Like being a physical therapist, I know how to move. So I'm like, I got very basic structure to like performance level structure and movement if that's what they need or just basics and trying to slow life down. So it seems attainable pushing that through. And a lot of it's like life hacks. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of out there with the life hacks. Like for me, it's not necessarily cold showers. Cause I, I don't have a shower in here. The shower is out the back. So I take a lot of cold showers and like those little hacks are 
little momentum builders to show you what you're yeah. made of and build yeah. some, some real momentum for your life. And then a lot of it's community. Like our, our group calls are once a week and we love those and connecting with everyone. Everyone's got deliverables. How are we showing up for people and just being accountable. So it's a lot of support, community building account, you know, and then just accountability. And then, uh, yeah, getting in touch. I mean, I'm out there, right? YouTube, it's Mountain Man Dan on everything, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, so cool. Such a cool creation that you've developed. And and how long have you been doing this? How long have you been a Stoke coach? I started, let's see, I, everything 2021. I started yeah. in 2020 developing sort of what I knew cool. I wanted to do. So like designing avatars and figuring cool. out the niche, how to reach that niche. And of course, yeah. just what am I really offering? And then started doing the marketing plan early 2021. And I've got I've had, I've had clients for up to about 13 months now. Cool. Do you ever think you'll go back to physical therapy? I I've gone in and out. Uh, I sometimes appreciate it for the consistency, but when it comes to just compensation for like per hour of time and how I, I it is a very present job. Like I have to show up and I have to be very there. It's a little exhausting. So I try to section it out. If I'm going to show up, I'll do it for a couple of months and then I'll pull back out and just focus gotcha. on another, another phase. I like the yeah. structure still, you know, it's, it's nice yeah. to have a schedule, but um, it's a really humbling thing to do for a little bit. And then I realized, oh yeah, that's why I, I like working with clients. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember why I left now. Okay. Let's go back for a little while. <laughs> that's cool. That's really cool that you have that skill set and knowledge because I do think they go hand in hand, like the mind and the body they do. And I personally think that, you know, physical pain is an ailment that, you know, we create over time. It's just a symptom. It like shows us like what you've been not focusing on for a really long time. And mm -hmm. it's just almost energy stored somewhere. I believe that. I don't know if that's too woo for you, but that's what I believe. <laughs> I could buy it. I mean, I, I, it's like <laughs> I hear on the daily anyways, from yeah. what patients believe I'm like, yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, I just hear it and try yeah. to turn that into a way to motivate them. However they think. Yeah, no, we could go into like a whole talk on just like how the body works and all this stuff, but that's not really my forte, but, but I love that you are able to blend both the mindset and the physical body. Um, that's, that's really helpful for, for any human to know, even if they're not combined, when you coach, you, you still mm -hmm. use both. And I think for even what you do, I mean, with embodiment and, and then going back to how I, I blend that into coaching, I just think it's a, a, a life hack. Like I'm not trying to make mm -hmm. people professional athletes, nor do I want to, it's just a really easy hack for momentum, gaining confidence, showing yourself that, you know, it is always mind over body and totally. what you're possible of and I mean it's it's been great because I have a lot of clients I still call them patients a lot of times when they're actually my clients yeah they're not my medical patients but yeah I've, I've had a lot of really interesting like weight loss scenarios with patients because they they move because it makes them feel so much better yeah. and their mindset is so much more stable yeah I love that and they're probably way more positive too because they're getting movement and I mean they're they're pretty together movement is medicine and it helps the mind work better and more positive and I don't know releases some good things I'm sure you know hey, if you look about. good you feel good and then you move more so it's it's a circle I love it yeah and then if you feel good you usually think you look good too because you just feel better so um, that's 
All right. Anyway, so what we're going to get into now, I just want to hear a couple things that that you talked about in your form as far as like journaling. I think you, you talked about it when you were younger. Can you tell us a little bit about how journaling has helped you in this journey? Yeah. And it's such a rad story. I'm going to try to condense it because I know yeah. times like so. I have, um, my van is named Peg. Peg is my grandmother and uh, she was just massive influence on me. Our early Christmas holidays were not big gift exchanges. She would have sent us a letter, which is why I still write. And she'd be like, hey, here's what we're gonna talk about for Christmas. And she's like, make sure you have your answers ready. So there's these questions like, who are the five most influential people in your life and why, what are, you know, what are three things you're grateful for and, and how do they affect every day for you? And just, and then looking at what's happened that year, Hey, you graduated high school. What are you looking at doing with your life? And, and what has led you to that? And just thoughtful things. What are, you know, what are your convictions and why weaknesses, flaws? I mean, there's questions we all probably ask ourselves, but maybe not officially right on it. Yeah. Like or, a prompt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not assessed. So we did that for over a decade. So, you know, leading up from like teen years into becoming a, a young man. And before she passed, she gave us all of our letters back, the answers and the questions. So we had like a decade plus of all of this info about how we'd grown from like being teenagers wow. into adults. Oh man, I'm getting all red faced because it makes me feel, it's just such a memory. Yeah. And, um, it's something that I've carried so seriously. Like I've journaled that much because self-assessment to me is how we're tracking our progress. I mean, totally. uh, it's, uh, and that's like the first thing people get with me is a massive load of how to structure the next month. And this is your only, like your only goal is getting this writing out because if you don't know where you're at, how do you know yeah. where you need to go? Uh, so yes. It's a yes. good baseline start for people. So I offer that as like, that's my number one audience builder. Cause people say, I don't know where to start. And I was like, Start with yourself. How's that? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so helpful and so beautiful. I got chills when you were talking about that. I'm like, dang, grandma up in heaven. Why didn't you do that? That's so great. I love that so much. What a beautiful, beautiful thing. I wonder if she just thought of that, if that just came to her or if, she, if her parents did that. I wonder. I just Not I have so many questions. Parents. Yeah. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't have like a huge relationship with her dad. I mean, he was he left them early. She's she's a very unique human, how she got to be the way she is. And yeah. uh, man, uh, the way she poured energy into me and my brother and my mom, of course, like it was just really neat to see. That is, that's, I mean, she sounds like she was pretty influential for multiple people because that is not something that was heard of really. I mean, journaling really is so new and people are like all about it and it's just become so mainstream. And you're like, look, my grandma made us do this years and years ago. That's so cool. That's I, so uh, yeah, I, I think she was life coaching long before it was a Tony yeah. Robbins. Totally. Title. I think totally. um, before we were calling people woke, I think she was. Totally. Yeah. Totally. She sounds so enlightened and that's so beautiful. And it, it honestly just builds your credibility even more to be who you are and, and be this coach and this person because it's literally engraved in your DNA. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. 
it's funny to see like hustler accounts now on Instagram that are like very based on performance and being successful. And I see these book lists and I was like, Oh, I read that. I read that 15 years ago. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like, Oh, Nan, I call her Nan or Nana. I was like, Oh, she, she made me read that. Oh, she sent that to me. And I'm like, dang, I'll read a list, like a top 10 list. And it's like normally 50% to 75% of all the yeah. stuff that you read. How cool is that? You must feel so good about that. That's so special and so authentic and raw. And I, I just think that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, no, it's like my, my favorite story. I mean, I feel so connected to this mission now because yeah. it, it feels very aligned. Yeah, it definitely is. So I, again, I think that makes you 10 times more credible than the average coach out there because that is that is something to be proud of and and know that she taught you before you even knew you were a student <laughs> right and it's what carried me to here now it's so wild yeah. The, yeah it's like the one attribute that I know my brother and I carry well it's just like the attitude you maintain during everything is who you are and totally. my brother's an ER doc we're both in medicine and I'm like man we really've we've gone the distance and it hasn't been easy but boy it's it's helped that we've had that at least that headspace for it Totally. I'm reading right now Grit by Angela Duckworth. And she's mentioning that a lot, like how to how to parent grit, like how to influence your children. Mm -hmm. And I mean, your your grandmother did that. She she created that mindset. It's a perspective that was instilled in you at such a young age where she asked you questions, didn't tell you what to believe, but like gave you ways to figure out what, who you were. And Mm -hmm. it was just, that's, that's the building of motivation and the building of the dedication, which we could still build as adults, but like you got it way early on. (laughs) Well, that's a good read. I I think I'm trying to think if that was a Ted talk. Cause I feel like I, it's, it's a six, it's a six minute Ted talk uh, real quick. She has a six minute one out there, but because I remember, what was it, hearing hearing about that in another book, though, and it was the mindset book with like Carol Dweck's mindset book yeah. references grit all the time. They both reference each other very yeah. often. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. a great one. Like sort of uh, becoming is better than yeah. being, right? Like you yeah. have to really emphasize yeah. the effort, not the not the inborn talent. Exactly. It's not. Yeah. It's, that's exactly what it is. It's not. It's not harboring like oh you're so talented like you're a natural it's like no you became that like you worked hard and mm-hmm. and whether you knew you were working hard on it or not it, it created who you are and you're still fostering that which is the whole point so that's really cool through that well good really for you you're consuming cool. great content oh i i have a personal growth book club and we consume a book a month at least and it's it's a lot of, I've got a lot of books. That's why I I think about the minimalistic lifestyle that you have. And I'm like, but what about my books on my bookshelf? Like I got to really get into the the audio books, but like, I I just love a hardcover book so much. (laughs) I I do too. I love to read. I've got a stack here. I got a bookshelf actually. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Is that visible in my bookshelf? Yes. Yes. I see. I see. So, um, I buy a lot of used, but I also like, I just give them away. Like as I'm traveling, yeah. I'm like, oh, here you go. Yeah. And then, you know, they're good. But um, if you haven't, uh, pardon me, if you haven't heard of the Tim Ferriss, uh, like note taking software, Evernote, I, I take uh, like every, every book that I'm reading, I just open up an Evernote 
book and essentially take notes in it and bold it. And you can keyword search, you can take photos and like get all of your text in there. So when you want to go back and reference, you can find it like immediately by keyword. Wow. That's super helpful. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> or page number too. Like I even save the page number. So if I want to reference the whole passage, I can just grab the book and actually look at it. You could do that yeah. maybe yeah. at a bookstore if you didn't have the book itself, but that's what yeah. I that's wild. I mean, my books are destroyed with post-it notes and underlines and circles and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so messy, but I like, I, like almost every page. So it's like, I don't really know how helpful that would be. <laughs> I mean, they're not destroyed. They're well-loved. Yeah, no, they're, they're loved hardcore. They're tossed around and yeah, they're, they're textbooks to me, you know, yeah. that's, that's well, how yeah, I learned. Yeah. In this style of, uh, you know, I think late life education and whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, love this conversation so much. So, so much. So I'm going to say my infamous line that I say in every single episode, which is today you are on Tell's Tips Empowerment Podcast, but it is Daniel's Empowerment Podcast. So Daniel, do you have any tips to leave us with today? Yeah, I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big journeyman, like I'm always traveling. And I, I think my number one takeaway from most is just embracing the journey. I think we're really sort of plastered with uh, status things and achieving success and becoming these luxury entrepreneurs and success is your own definition. And by all means, you need to enjoy the process of getting there. Don't let someone else make your goals for you. Totally. Uh, I've gotten really back into just the, the complete embrace of the process, embracing the journey. And it means so much to me just to be present in that, like my dog, you know, like being a, a very present dog owner, enjoying my gym time, enjoying the books that I'm consuming. And then like the client calls, you know, I'm not where I want to be right now, but I'll, I'm getting there. And I, every day is still pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. And and I love that you said before, you know, becoming is better than being because once you're being, it's like, but you're also present when you're becoming. So it's like you have the best of both worlds because mm -hmm. you're still becoming, you're not, you know, your desired identity just yet, but you are becoming that every day and working towards that by being so present and choosing those things. So mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense. It really does. Even if it sounds a little confusing, it's totally not. I totally get it. Yeah. And in the context from like the grit and the mindset book, I mean, it's an amazing concept, but it's tough to honestly regurgitate the info and make it resonate as deeply. It's because totally. it was very eloquent when they wrote it. Totally. And, and it's helpful when there's research behind it. Like I'm sure you're pretty, you're pretty um, science-based maybe because of your background, but mm. it's also really helpful to hear in terms that you can understand so that you can like, like, as we're talking about it, it, oh, yeah. it's probably helpful to, to learn and hear and, and regurgitate, like you said. So I love that. I think that is great advice to enjoy the journey and just keep it, keep it simple and focused and nurtured all at the same time. Right. Love it's it. tough. Yeah. I mean, it's a everyday battle, everyday practice, but I mean, I think that's the consistency we need. I love it. I love it. I couldn't agree more. So Daniel, where can we find you today? If anyone's listening and wants to connect with you or find your YouTube or anything like that, where can they find you? So it is Mountain Man Dan across all platforms. My last name is Walden, like the Henry David Thoreau book. So Daniel Walden, but 
Mountain Man Dan is the YouTube, the Instagram. And uh, if you see a van and a dog, it's likely the right one. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And if there's any offers that you want to mention or freebies, I will gladly promote them for you on this episode in the show notes. So you just let me know. Oh yeah. The journal prompts we talked about, you know, I offer those, I I put them in the video descriptions and a lot of my YouTube videos. So just so they're available, I mention them. If I'm, if I'm producing coaching content, not just like van life travel stuff, I normally will tag all of the good audience builders and things like that, that people want journal prompts. So I've got them out there. I'll share them with you as well and um, absolutely pass them along. Anyone that can dive into those and they find that they would like them after our convo, I would love to share that. Yes. Awesome. I know there will definitely be some amazing women and even men that, that connect with you after this. So thank you so much for your time, Daniel. It was so awesome to meet you and hopefully we can meet in person one day. For sure. I'll stay in touch online and we'll connect when we can. All right. Sounds good. Thank you all so much for listening. It seriously means so, so much to me that you are spending your time wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through in life, you're taking the time to listen to my life and the guests that we have on here. And we're all just connecting on that level. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you or someone you know would like to be featured on Tal's Tips Empowerment Podcast, please just email talstips at gmail.com. Again, that's T-A-L-S-T-I-P-S at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to talstips.com for all updates on worksheets, book club, and coaching programs. Again, thank y'all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.